You've just tuned into Surviving My Past. A survivor podcast about my life with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD. Join me in raising awareness and inspiring others. Are you ready? Let's rock this healing journey. Hey everybody, how you doing? And welcome back to the special third edition of the Mental Health Megacast. This roundtable discussion features Wes from Audio Rising, Mike from Mike's Open Journal, and myself as we discuss all topics of mental health. And this episode today has everything to do with surviving the holidays. The holiday blues, coping with the holidays, the stress, the anxiety, and basically just sharing what a struggle it is and how we deal with it as survivors of all different types of backgrounds, be it abuse, addiction, self-harm, you name it, we cover it. So let's jump right in, and here we go in three, two, one. Okay, so today, uh, in our is it our third edition of our Megacast? Um, it is, I it's, think. Yeah, yeah I think so. This would be, you know, roughly a little over three months that we've been at this now. So we passed our 90-day probationary period and decided we're going to continue to do it. Yes, and I even saw some tweets over the last few weeks of people saying they were looking forward to us, so somebody's oh, listening no. to this. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's paying attention, huh? That's awesome. Oh, no. Now I, I feel... should have that... written down who they were now. Quick, come on. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so today's topic is um, the holidays and what they what they what kind of challenges they can bring up both men- mentally and emotionally and um, and just kind of share some thought because we know that uh, we are not the only three that suffer from holiday blues at times and um, so we just as usual we want to put it out there and say you're not alone you know we're we're in the same boat guys what do you think? There's that silence when he asks. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, I'm going to I think definitely. I think it's one of those things like uh, not everyone will have a positive time during the, the festive period. Um, and that can be for a number of different reasons. That could be related to the relationships that you have with friends or family. It could be um, that you're going through a certain situation at this moment or it's an anniversary of some sort. Um, but I think particularly those of us that struggle with um, mental health in our own way, um, it kind of brings up some of those challenges that we might have throughout the year. And sometimes they can be a bit more intense um, alongside those guys that obviously suffer from the uh, seasonal affective disorder. So specifically around this time of year as well. Mm. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, a lot of it too, at least in my case and from people that I've talked to, is the holidays bring up memories of things that you used to do when you were um, married or, you know, you were with a significant other and now you're not. So, you know, your holiday routine kind of changes and you don't get to do all the things you used to do. So I was, I did a Periscope video on Thanksgiving morning and oddly Mm -hmm. enough, like a whole bunch of people joined and I was just talking about like, 
one thing that, you know, about the holiday blues is I miss waking up with the family and like, you know, making a turkey dinner over, or I'm sorry, you know, like uh, stuffing the turkey at night and waking up to a cooking in the morning and having people over like as a, as a single guide survivor now who's, well, divorced, um, you know, you don't, you don't get to do that anymore. You have to go to somebody's house or, you know, it's just because everybody that I know goes somewhere else and I just kind of come along for the ride. So part of the holiday blues obviously can be from, you know, a survivor of addiction or abuse or self-harm or suicide, but can also be, you know, of uh, old relationships that uh, can definitely affect your mental health around the holiday time. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, oh, actually, there's two of us going to talk that time. How about that? <laughs> after you, after you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still, you go ahead, because I'm still sitting here trying to figure out why I wasn't recording. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm recording, okay. so we're okay. <laughs> we, yeah. we started off so well that you thought, I'll just not bother recording this bit. <laughs> yeah, what is up with this? Oh, dear. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. I think um, uh, as someone that used to be in a relationship, you get used to that um, kind of building up your your own family on top of kind of the whatever sort of family you had before. Um, and I think when that disappears, either because you're, um, your relationship ends for whatever reason that like you say it can change your routine it changes your habits but um, also the kind of social pressure that's put on us that this isn't like kind of it's not just uh, I don't know it's not just like a happy time like it's meant to be like a family time um, and there's so much I think social pressure put on you to to be happy to spend that time with family um, and when you're in a situation where you um, don't have the same situation that you used to have. I think that can be really difficult um, and can put a strain on the relationships that you still ha- still do have with friends and family as well. So I completely understand what you're saying there with with regards to that situation as well. Right, and I totally agree because it, it feels sometimes like I'm stuck in between. Um, if I just if I just try to mute everything out and I just try and get through the season. And this is mostly in the past. I've, I've worked through some of it, but if I, if I just keep my mouth shut and I don't go overboard and people are doing the whole Merry Christmas and the whole music thing and then, you know, and, and it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. And you're automatically branded a Scrooge if that's the case. So it's that or you can fake it and mm. act like it means more to you than it does, which seems disingenuous to ourselves while it, you know, pumps up everybody else around you or makes everyone else think you're quote-unquote normal. Um, so, yeah, it can just be, I mean, when you put all that together, it just it just becomes stress. It just becomes more, more stress. If we're prone to anxiety and depression anyway, it's just going to exacerbate that. And, um, and, you know, we have to decide whether we're going to be authentic and piss people off, <laughs> or if we're going to be, or if we're going to be disingenuous to ourselves and make everyone else happy. And my natural tendency is to lead toward making everyone else happy. Mm. It's hard to. I think it's hard for us as well to to express what you're going through in that situation because you don't always know yourself. You just feel that you don't. You don't feel the same way that you used to. You don't feel the same way that. Um, everyone else does that can be sometimes quite hard for us to explain anyway when everyone else is already on such a i don't know like a social high it's quite hard to it's a lot easier to just like you say to go along with it um to kind of like you say just to fake it or to be quite neutral 
rather than kind of come out with the potentially like quite negative reactions that you're having at that time as well. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely think that um, I know there's kind of that generalisation that um, this sort of time there's more sort of self harm, there's more suicides and things like that. I don't think that's actually true, um, but I do think that there's a a thought process behind that stereotyped statistic in that actually it is a time of the year when um, even more than the rest of the year you are kind of uh, you are kind of stigmatised into like if you're not happy like everyone else then there is something wrong with you um, rather than uh, I don't know I feel like it's just because you're pushed together a little bit more than the rest of the year where you can um, negotiate different groups things like that you are kind of forced together with um with some people and particularly if you've got kind of family around as well it's kind of expected that you're going to spend time with those people and that can be quite triggering for a lot of people yeah yeah and you know um i was and i and over the last few years you know when i go to you know like around the holidays obviously you know every every store on the planet is you know christmas this and holiday sale that and you know i was just in in Walmart last night, and you know, obviously all the Christmas trees and, and wrapping paper and all that stuff is out. And I walk by, and I'm like, like it kind of just makes me uncomfortable to walk through there because you see, you know, the families walking through, and the kids are talking about what Santa's going to bring them, and you know, the mom and dads are talking about how they're going to decorate. And I'm like, I just don't really feel like decorating. So then I try and force myself to, well, you know, let me just buy a few things or, or you know, dig some of that crap out of the closet that I had and haven't used for a while. And see if I can force myself to get into the spirit. And like, I actually haven't done that the last few years. I like, I put up a tree because my youngest kid, you know, lives with me. So I'm like, you know, mm. I gotta have a tree up. But, um, you know, this year I, I'm trying to embrace it without forcing myself to do it in like an uncomfortable way. So, you know, I'm, I'm putting up a few extra lights and I'm trying to not let my preconceived negativity about the holidays because of my own, um, self-imposed misery for lack of a better term you know i'm trying to maybe change my mindset but like but like you guys said trying to force that and fake it then 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 you feel like you're not doing something that's true to you and then you're mm. you know compromising yourself so it's like you can't win you either please everybody and, and or you don't and it's just it's so right now i'm trying to get into that spirit and you know i i got some stuff up today and i'm doing them more tonight but it doesn't you know it's hard to try and force yourself to get into a holiday mood it is. Right. <laughs> right. I agree. And, you know, I mean, the older your kids get, if you have kids, it's it's kind of a little more difficult. It was always easy when my stepson was little, you know, and the tree's up, and you, you stay up until 1 o'clock in the morning quietly taping everything together and, and getting it wrapped and under the tree. And I really did enjoy that. And now I have grandkids, but, you know, they've got 16 other places that they've got to be. And, um, you know, I sometimes, you know, even our tree seems a little lonely sometimes. And I think, um, you know, kind of kind of to what, what Matt was just alluding to, walking into a Walmart got me to thinking about how, you know, a lot of times anxiety or depression or, or things that we deal with don't, it, it's not this, uh, crazy dramatic downer that we're on and we're crying all the time or anything like that, sometimes it manifests itself physically in exhaustion, you know, like a mental exhaustion. And and I know that when I'm 
when I'm um, in one of those moods where I'm trying to pump myself up for something or have been in the past, I mean, I use three times the energy trying to fake it as I did if I just sat in a corner quietly, you know. And <clears throat> I come from a family that was kind of, you know, everything that was done was what was expected. You never really got the impression growing up in my house that anybody ever enjoyed it because as, as being in an alcoholic codependent home, we were at each other's throats in one form or fashion 11 and a half months out of a year, and then we were trying to act like we actually liked each other during the Christmas season. And I think that's where it began for me. And then, as Matt says, you know, uh, you grow up, you get married, you have kids, you go through a divorce, and it's just like everything is kind of ripped from you. And, um, and then so there was a tremendous amount of guilt when I was happy to be around my stepson when when I was in, when I when I started my second marriage and he was younger and and there was guilt there because I wasn't around my daughter and that was a process that continued for 20 straight christmases and that situation has alleviated itself now due to being able to deal with my daughter one on one um but there's that echo in the background of of just depression you know, they're just, it's like, Wes, you've got everything that you missed so many years. What are you still down about? And it's like, I think it's muscle reflex. <laughs> you know, I think it's just force of habit that this, this season brings on, uh, you know, that kind of a, of a, a depression or a, a, just a lack of enthusiasm overall. Yeah. That's my uh, thought, thought process. <laughs> Silence again. I love it. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those, I don't know, um, like you guys have kind of started to say that we, we've we started, I think, to approach this, um, like the festive time in maybe a slightly different way this year or in the last couple of years. Like, um, for me, last year was really bad. Like, I tried to um, kind of just push Christmas away and ignore it as much as possible um and tried to do like minimal things with family and friends and stuff um and even like the small amount that i did was still more than i was really able to cope with um and i think this year i'm trying to approach it in a different way like i know i still can't and don't want to do the like the fully blown christmas thing um but i also realized that maybe what i did last year like maybe i wasn't ready but i was trying to push it out too much whereas this year i think it's going to be more about um, not ignoring Christmas, but maybe doing it small and in my own way. So, um, like having one decoration or going to like a Christmas market and just doing small things and not being involved in, in too much. Um, so like recently there's been a few, um, like, um, Christmas things and Secret Santa stuff, um, that I've been kind of made aware of and invited to and things like that. Um, and it's felt really harsh, um, but I've said no to pretty much all of those. Um, I'm going to do a present swap with like four people, um, and that's going to be it. Um, so I feel like I'm comfortable with that. It's not too much to like set me off. Um, and that, like I say, it still feels a bit. Um, I don't know. It's, it feels a bit sort of selfish, and it feels a bit um, isolating. But at the same time, I think it's recognizing what you're able to work with. 
Yeah, and you know what's what's interesting, and I was I was I was writing down notes on my notepad here when you guys were talking because I didn't want to forget this stuff. But um, I think the biggest thing, and the reason that I kind of try and push it aside or not really go all out like you know some people do, like uh, the neighbor um, in the house beside me, like she's had her 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 Santa and her snowman and in her lights up since like a week before Thanksgiving, and of course they're still up now. And Whoa. no, I know, right? <laughs> and so, like, you know, I I pulled in from work the one night, and they were all up, and I'm like, holy crap, like, you know, what about the turkeys, man? Like, come on, like, put it down for a while. But, you know, I think really, like, what it what the problem with me and embracing Christmas um, is that it forces me to be alone with my thoughts oftentimes because, um, you know, how you, like, you know, you put up the tree, and then everybody talks about, oh, we sit around the tree, and we just look at the pretty lights, and we talk or listen to music, and I'm like... Well, you know, if I put up a tree and I have the lights up and I've got, um, you know, you know, decorations around and I'm sitting there doing that, there ain't nobody here but me. And that's awful freaking lonely because when you start to get alone with your thoughts, bad things happen. Your mind yeah. wanders. You go down like depression. You start to feel anxious. You feel stressed. You start to worry. Um, you know, you get all kinds of bad thoughts in your head. So for me, the holidays in general – um, mostly Christmas, not so much stuff with like the 4th of July too much, although that, that, that's a whole other topic in itself, but mainly around Christmas time when everything's supposed to be about family. Um, and you know, it's almost like if I try and force myself to do the Christmas thing, I'm going to be alone with my thoughts. If I don't let myself get too involved and I can kind of go about my own life and just do the things I normally do and it's not quite so bad. So it's a situation where do you want to sit with your feelings, which is healthy, and and work through them, or do you want to stuff them, stuff them, and push them aside, which isn't healthy, but at the same time, it's easier to do that. So it's like you're really kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. At least in my case, right, right. No, I I totally agree, and I I try to not superimpose my feelings of the past on the people in my present, if that makes any sense, because I've got. Um, you know, not to not to air dirty laundry or anything, but I have a completely different wife <laughs> now than I had um, when Christmas depression started to set in. And um, you know, I I do try to um, you know make it normal, quote unquote, for her. Um, and I'm getting better. Uh, you know, 23 years later, I'm finally starting to get a little bit better. But I mean, I remember in the past. Uh, and I think everybody knows those people that when the Christmas season comes around, they just get goofy. I mean, there is, there is, you know, it's like Christmas is not the 12 days of Christmas. It's the 120 days of Christmas. <laughs> Sounds like your neighbor, Matt. You know, and, and, and I've had people like that in my life in the past where it's just Christmas, Christmas, oh, <laughs> you know, and you just like, oh my gosh, stop, shut up already. And, um, and that can make it difficult too because, those, excuse me, those same people in my past have looked at me like a freak because I don't go over the moon about every stinking Christmas, you know, and, and I, I just, it's like, okay, it's cool, I enjoy it, but I enjoy it in my own way, in fact, Mike, when you said um, maybe trying to do it a little different this year in your own way, uh, reminded me that over Thanksgiving, I have a dear friend that, that uh, didn't he, he has a visiting brother from out of town, and um, this brother's going through a lot of personal issues and trauma relationally right now, and they bowed out of going to the big family get-together for Thanksgiving, 
and him and his brother stayed home and 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 uh, made their own meal and kicked it and watched some movies and played some video games and he's like you know do, do you think I'm you know doing and I'm like you know what do what feels good to you do what's do what is a holiday for you mm-hmm. you know it, don't don't worry about trying to keep up with everybody else's version of it I guess yeah. I'm going to get the crickets out. I'm just just imagining how in any way, um, like just having a couple of guys like making their own food, playing video games, how there's like any choice between that and going to a family meal. I know, right? Yeah, no, I'll come with you. (laughs) I'm going to sit around here with a couple of people of my own choosing or go visit relatives that I only talk to twice a year. Hmm. Let's see. Well, I guess we'll just toss a coin because that's a that's a pretty fine edge right there. <laughs> you know, I think uh, one of the one of the big things, and you know, when you go to somebody's house, you know, uh, you, you were both talking about having people over, going to somebody's house. One of the big things that that um, really like gets under my skin or drives me nuts or causes my anxiety to, to spike is. Um, I don't know, like, if your guys' family and friends do this, but when it's a holiday dinner, my family never shuts up. I mean, like, you know how, you know, you know when you when you go out to somebody's house and, like, everybody's talking and carrying on, and then you eat, and, you know, everybody's silent while they're eating, and, th- and then they start talking again? My family talks and then talks while they eat and then talks after they eat, and they're all talking all over each other, and everybody's getting louder and louder talking over each other to hear their conversation. And so you're sitting there trying to, like follow even one conversation you're trying to eat you're trying to ask for you know somebody to pass the rolls and like you can't even hear yourself think like everybody's <laughs> going 100 miles an hour and with like a bunch of different topics everything under the sun that isn't even related to the holidays so like that that type of situation like if you have social anxiety or you know or if you have you know just uh, any type of um situations like that that cause your you know your stress level to rise and you get anxious and fidgety and you know you have to get out of there um Mm. i mean i find myself in those situations like i have to take several breaks over like a like like a two or three hour time period period Mm -hmm. to just go outside and breathe and um you know just like i mean i i mean i don't care if it's raining or if it's snowing or if it's nice weather out or whatever like i have got to take a break and get out of there so that that I think that that's kind of a good um, thing to discuss too. Is like, what do you guys do in that situation when you get overwhelmed around the holidays and and you need to take a break and do a little self care just to keep your sanity? Yeah, I think the same. Like just trying to get that break and and kind of go outside. I have to. I'd say I feel more comfortable kind of taking my own time if I'm with friends. Um, like I feel a bit more happy about like just going to the toilet or going outside and having a couple of minutes um when i'm with family i find that a lot more difficult i feel like i'd rather try and struggle through and just get to the end of however long that visit's going to be um or if i can like make the visit shorter um like i just feel a bit more kind of constrained around family um and i think like the situation you've described is with quite a lot of people like I wouldn't have that with a family like um because my parents are divorced um like our Christmases are usually split anyway so um like if I see if I go around to dad's there's any sort of 
um four or five people and then the same um with mum like usually dinner sort of four or five people again um unless we happen to go to something bigger so it's there's not as much talking going on but then sometimes that can make it a little bit more awkward to to kind of get away um and it does make it a bit more i don't know i feel like you draw attention a little bit more to yourself um but then maybe you feel like that in in your situation i'm not sure well i would say first off that i i do take those breaks and it's funny because years ago i didn't realize that i was doing it i was like I just went outside for nothing. I probably looked like a moron doing that. <laughs> and when I when I started, you know, like when I started getting into recovery and when I started really understanding what anxiety and panic disorder and these kinds of things were about, I started realizing that it was a natural reaction for me to go just exactly. I mean, I could picture it while Matt's talking about it. Is I, I got to go outside. I did it just the other day at Thanksgiving. I'm like, I I, I wasn't thinking about it, and I'm like. Okay, but what, why do I feel so cooped up? And it's like, dummy, go outside. You know, so I did. I went outside, walked around, just stood in the sun for a minute. And it's easier out here because those things, those mythical things that you hear about called rain, snow, those kinds of things, they never happen out here. So you don't have to worry about that. I feel no sympathy um, for you at all. I'm just telling you. Yeah, none. None. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you don't. Um, but, you know, I mean, yeah, it's chilly, but it's our version of chilly, you know. So... But, um, but yeah, I allow myself that. I try not to make it too long because I feel bad if someone comes in, comes looking for me, you know? What are you doing? What are you doing out here? Everybody's inside. It's like, that's exactly the reason I'm out here, because everybody's inside. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I love that. I love it. <laughs> Get a clue. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that's the last thing I want is someone saying, what are you doing down here? Um, you know, no, and and the thing of it is, is I love my family. I really get my what I call my family is ninety percent my wife's family, so it's all in laws. But um, um, I mean, I have no family left, and I still feel that guilt of being in the wrong place at the holidays. And it's a totally codependent thing. It's totally not giving myself permission to be me at all. So I have to consciously kind of force myself out of that thinking and say, look, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You are accepted and loved in this family. And that is a big issue is for me is recognizing you're accepted and you're loved just the way you are. You know, people aren't running around putting on a show for you. So don't put on one for them, you know, and and just allow my, but I do need alone time. I do need to have time to just, one of the things I really don't like is I'll be driving down the road on Christmas Day or whatever, New Year's Day, and there's nothing open, you know, and there's no traffic on the road, and it just, it's, it's, um, uh, it just kind of throws me off. It just, it's like, uh, I feel like I'm alone on the planet here, you know, so, yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is things that you, you have a hard time putting into words, you know. That's why I was kind of looking forward to us talking about this is because we don't need, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are, if you dig deep enough, there are specific reasons why we feel this way, and we probably know what the majority of them are. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just a feeling. It's just, ugh, you know, I'll be glad when January gets here kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think, like you say, there can be lots of different reasons. Some of those 
like you say, maybe obvious to us or known to us and others won't. And I think when you, I don't know if you guys have looked into, like I look, when I, well, not that I know now, but when I wasn't sure, um, what was affecting me, um, I looked in different, into different types of, uh, mental health illnesses. And when you look into like some of the stuff that is covered by the seasonal affective disorder, um, like there's a few things in there that, um, while that's not something I feel like I have, like some of the symptoms, I guess, like like OCD, like you can have some of the symptoms without having that illness. Um, and some of the small things, like um, you can actually be affected by like the like the lack of UV light um, in the winter. Um, and kind of, I do recognise. I'd like. I don't know if that's like a psychological thing or it is a body thing, but I do definitely feel like in that, like through the the winter and the colder months. Not that we really have warm months here, but we do have less cold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that I definitely feel like it's it's more work to do anything. Um, I feel like I'm or I can be sort of just sitting on a lower level more often. Um, and I think there there are elements that, that can fit in. So sometimes it is just our body or our mind's reaction to um, the season. Uh, and then obviously when we've got an illness on top of that um, and the stress of, like you say, the social situations that we're put into that we're not in for a majority of the rest of the year uh, and that pressure that we put on ourselves to to go through that when the rest of the time we'd maybe say oh actually yeah that's probably not great for me to sit around with those like 10 or 15 people for three hours so i'll probably avoid that and maybe just catch up with you one or two at a time at a later date oh because it's christmas and it's like this time of year we all get together at once and i'm like yeah great (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that sounds like an awesome idea (laughs) yeah Um, yeah let's rush out and do that Um, I think that can it does put more more stress on us um, and it can be that case of um, like you say people starting to understand that and if you're in a situation where people like fully accept that and they're like oh if you want to go outside that's cool and we're not really going to like ask you about it we're just saying like oh are you okay when you come back in that's fine um, but when there's not necessarily an understanding I think that's when it makes it more difficult and it obviously leads to kind of more of a negative impact on whatever you're going through at the time as well yeah, and you know what? Um, I, I, there's definitely something to the lack of daylight around the holidays. And you know, I mean, if there's one thing in this world I cannot state, or I mean, I cannot stand more than anything else is daylight savings time. Like I, I hate it because oh. I mean, as soon as you fall back, you know the holidays are coming. That means you know I get off work at at four thirty, and by five thirty, it's friggin' dark outside, and it is just depressing as hell. Because you know, first of all, it's colder out. So, but you know, if you're going out for a walk and it's sunny and it's cold, it's not quite so bad as when it's dark and it's cold. So, you know, mm. I don't get to go outside as much. There isn't as much sunlight because I work in an office all day. So, you know, I mean, so there's definitely, um, you know, a more prone um, time during, you know, this, you know, during the holiday season, not just because of the holidays, but because it's dark out longer. And, mm. um, you know, I mean, that just makes me like, I don't want to go anywhere. I feel more tired. I have less energy. You know, something I would normally do in June at seven in the evening, I'm not going to do in December at seven in the evening, and it's just I don't have the energy, right? And yeah, and then and then you throw on top of that, um, 
how the holidays like screws up your routine. Like, I mean, I like structure and I like routine and I like to do things on certain days. Um, and like, you know, I, I like or organization and when, when, when the holidays come, everything gets all jacked up and like my routine is shot to hell for like a month and a half. And it's a big stress too, because you know, the house is, you know, usually, um, a complete disaster with, you know, Christmas stuff everywhere and wrapping paper and, you know, you're running here and running there and, you know, you've got people over and you're going places. And so for somebody that, that craves routine and and thrives on on structure and peace and organization the holidays can really do a number on you even if you do try and embrace it and you know kind of keep an open mind it's still man i mean it's just hard especially for me mm. but yeah. that is a challenge you definitely have that stuff in the evening like you say takes um like oh, i don't know i still enjoy like going out in the evening for a walk and stuff like that but definitely a lot less often um yeah i don't know when you said about the daylight savings i still i don't know if i've hung on to like a movie explanation of this but wasn't it so like people could go to work in the farms and stuff in the morning and i'm like does that (laughs) are there as many people in farms now (laughs) isn't it something to do with saving energy west or some stupid crap like that which is just moronic it is and I can't, I can't speak intelligently about it because we're the only state in the country that never does it. So all we do is follow everyone else's lead, you know. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I, if I had to set my watch back or set it forward, it would drive me insane because I, I, I've never had to do it growing up here. It's just, but yeah, you're right. It was one of those things where it's like, well, uh, to save on energy and electrical usage and this and that, we're going to institute this big plan, and it's like, yeah, whatever, you know. Now, on the flip side of that is, like, the summers out here is what we really don't like. And um, uh, in the summertime, since we don't move and everybody else does, we just stay on that on, on our normal routine, and it doesn't get dark here till like a quarter after eight or eight thirty at night, you know. And then when you go to the winter time, it's like, oh, it's dark outside, and you're going, crap, it's only five thirty, you know. So, yeah, I I get what you're saying, and I I totally get that. Like out here, even though we complain about it never being rainy or cloudy or whatever. I do find that uh, that I've got a maximum of three days. If the sun doesn't come out after three days, I start getting depressed. And I think that's just that internal clock that we have. And, and we don't like our routine disrupted. And, um, you know, I mean, people that suffer with these kinds of things not liking change. What? No, no, we've never heard of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did I hear you say three days without sun? <laughs> I know. I, I immediately thought of you, and I'm like, yeah, I thought of you, and I'm like, he's probably going, you know, after three months, I'm just over it. <laughs> I need the sun to come out. <laughs> like, 90 days is my max. <laughs> if the clouds are a lighter shade of dark. <laughs> oh, then you call it a sunny day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have, and it just, it just goes to show that, I mean, we are, you know, we're intertwined with our environment, you know, we have internal clocks, we have internal routines and when they get disrupted especially for those of us that are more sensitive to um you know our emotions or our mental side and and we're deep thinkers yes 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it it can be it can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I always think when people talk about like the uh, like adapting to your environment it, again, I could be holding on to something that's not true here. But don't fish. Don't they grow to the size of the like the tank <laughs> that you keep them in? So if you have like a fish in a small tank, it'll grow to a certain size, and then if you fill it in a bigger tank, will it grow? Matt, I feel like a caveman sitting in the same room with Albert Einstein. Where is this? <laughs> where is he? Which one of us is the caveman? <laughs> I'm the caveman. I'm sitting here going, wow, where does he come up with yeah, this I'm like, stuff? dude is such like a deep thinker. I'm like, I would have never He's thought of that. He's intellectual. If I don't know if this is true. <laughs> like, See, no, no, no. Matt, that shows right there that it's not just the voice. He is actually intelligent. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, right? like he has the cool voice and he has the brain to back it up. Dude, yeah, got, he's like, got a brain. The total package, yeah. man. I, I pale in comparison to you, man. I know. I'm just sitting here while he's while he said that, and I'm like, I'm going to scratch my head, you know, because I I can't come up with anything intelligent to say. I think that's true. I feel a little bit less sure now. Well, actually, I think it is true because I have a I have a turtle that I've had for like five or six years, and. Um, you know, he was in a small aquarium for a while, and then when I got a bigger one, he definitely started to grow again. So I don't know if that was coincidence or what, but I mean, there's probably something to that. And you yeah, know, on, on, so. on a deep level, besides just turtles and fish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we adapt, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's a good adaption, and sometimes it's a bad adaption. Mm-hmm. So what would happen to a turtle that was in a big aquarium, and then you put him in a small one? Yeah, that would be kind of screwed, right? Because they're not going to screw up. These are the things I think about when I'm home alone and the power goes out. Okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's like actually useful stuff, though. Well, I'll say useful. <laughs> it's useful during one of your intellectual conversations. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's like talking to two schmucks in the states. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking for Matt again. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be that one guy <laughs> and, and a schmuck in Arizona. That's exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. One on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. It's all good. When, <laughs> when, I was trying to, when we were trying to work out the times and stuff for today, and I, looked, <laughs> I was looking up, on, I've got the, um, I've added on like the Arizona time onto my world clock, and I was like, oh, I hope it takes into account like the time because I think the clocks changed after we talked last time. I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I hope it's taken into account that. Cause I was like, <laughs> am I be ready like an hour earlier or later? I was like, oh, I don't know. Then we had that good one. What was it like an hour ago? Like in three hours' time or something? I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I can do that. I know that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I sent I sent Wes a message and I'm like, I'm ready to go. It's eleven, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Wait a minute! I'm two hours ahead of him, not behind him. <laughs> so I was ready to go like two, like five hours before we did this today. Uh-oh. And being the schmuck, I answered him two hours later and went, "Well, I can go right now." And then I looked at him like, "Holy crap!" He said that to me at like eight thirty this morning. <laughs> and then I realized it like right after I said it, I'm like, "Oh, okay, I got like five hours yet. <laughs> I better go do something for a while." <laughs> I'm like, stupid time. It's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing we make it work. It really is, you know. It's, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. I was I was laughing all day about it. I'm like, oh my god, Matt, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, 
the good news is, is you're in good company because we're sitting here laughing right along with you, and I get it just as screwed up as everyone else. That's why I finally said, okay, three hours and 16 minutes, right? Or whatever. <laughs> he knows our mind level. <laughs> oh my God. Well, because I'm actually sitting there saying, these guys assume I know how to tell time, and that's not happening. <laughs> well, Wes, you're the leader, so if you don't know, we're all lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, that's scary. That's a scary thought. I know, right? <laughs> so what else we got? Anything well, else on this topic? We got you know, to say, we got anything else or have we milk this one dry? Uh, I feel like we kind of talked to the end of that one. I guess um, kind of picking up if anyone's got any other like topics or anything that they've come across over the last month. Uh, nothing that I can put in a coherent sentence. <laughs> he says, like, his his previous sentences have been coherent. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> uh, I've got one if you want thinking time. <laughs> yes, oh, great. Here he comes. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll waffle a little while so you've got some while to think. Um, so I think uh, two, about two or three weeks ago, I went on my first um, mental health kind of blogger vlogger um, meet up um, and it was a really cool thing to go along to like most of I think probably half of the people I met had been to like, meetups before and then the other half hadn't so it's quite a nice mixture of people um, but doing things um, like this podcast obviously with you guys um, and having had a few people come on to, to Mike's Open Journal uh, before and uh, doing a couple of guest blogs for people it's been a really great way to kind of meet people chat to people um and make those links but actually to to go along to an event and have the chance to meet people uh was just an amazing experience for me i think when for me like struggling with with mental health has meant that um i do find it like quite isolating it is quite difficult to talk to people about the experiences you go through and the things that you think and that you feel uh, and to go along to something where you are meeting people, some you've spoken to a lot, some you've not spoken to at all, um, but you know that everyone there's affected by mental health. Um, it just kind of normalised it in a way that I've never experienced before, um, or not to that extent, where we could like talk about sort of self harm and then someone else's like dog and cat pictures and stuff. Um, and it just, oh, it was just a really relaxed um, and comfortable environment. Um, so I definitely something that I'd recommend to people, which while I was there, I did quite a few times chuckle to myself at the like you <laughs> I <laughs> I talk in my workplace about being safe online. And I was like, this is basically what you tell everyone not to do. Like I've gone somewhere, not really told anyone where I've gone. I'm going to meet out with a load of people that I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> And just hope for the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we will eventually notice if you don't make it back. You know, well, yeah. Hey, look, if I'm not back in a month, someone will know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, dude, that, that video you made was awesome. Like, I, I was watching it, and, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, Wes, if you saw that video he made or not, but, you know, yeah. I mean, it was really cool because, you know, I mean, it was kind of, you know, pretty much from, like, the time he left his house you know, the train ride and then meeting up with people in the pictures and then on the ride back and some of the museums he visited and, you know, Michael Jackson, I saw that. Oh, like, dude, it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was like, I, I mean, so it was, it was kind of neat to not just see, um, you know, like that, that part of the world where you live and kind of, you know, like I was taking notice to the buildings and the places you were at and the surroundings and everything. But then also I thought it was really neat that you guys were able to put that together because, you know, a lot of times when we get together with friends and stuff, you know, you talk about sports and music and the holidays and like all kinds of general things. But when you can get together in a, in a, in a, like a setting like you did to where you can actually openly talk with people who have the same passion that you do for blogging or vlogging and, you know, um, and people who are as open about it as you do. I mean, it must have been like seriously just like an, an incredible <coughs> experience. It was yeah, it was really cool. Like I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward. To, uh, a big thank you to um, Rachel that organised it. But we're also looking at um, doing a couple next year. So I take part in a uh, another online chat, uh, the Talk MH chat, which um, is organised by Hannah and she's putting together a meet up in London for April. Um, and I'm also I'm going to well I'm co-organising one. Uh, with mail for I think we're looking at late January um, so it's really nice to just kind of get involved with a couple of different groups and get a chance to actually meet up with some of the people that you talk to as well which will be really cool well what I got out of that Mike was was um, you know I mean the video is cool and, um, but you know to hear you talk about what a great experience it was and how relaxed and comfortable you were I'm trying to picture you know, you like you were joking that you don't really know these people, but in a sense you do, mm. and that's and that's what I mean is so amazing now because we're we're sitting here for forty five minutes talking about how social settings can make us so uncomfortable and so um, uh, withdrawn feeling, even if we're not. And then mm. here you are in a situation like that where you're completely able to be you, mm. and I mean that's that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it was good. Because it's not the easiest thing in the world for us to do, you know. No, it's hard. Situation, I had to. I just actually snorted. That's <laughs> no, but you know what? The best part of Mike's um, experience was was that he got to sit there with all those people, and they all had the same cool accent that he does, and we missed it. Right, right. Oh. And to him, and he it's completely lost on him. Just oh. like the buildings and the architecture and everything, he sees this <laughs> stuff. He's like, yeah. yeah. Me and Matt would be sitting here going, whoa, check that out. I mean, we'd be completely enamored by everything, including the voices, and you'd be sitting there going, eh, it's just a normal day. Oh, you know. The voices are good. Even in our little country, there are regional accents. So yes, there are yeah, few, right. it's, it's nice to um, hear, um, even like short distances, you realize like people speak a little bit differently. Like, not as weird as you guys, but... <laughs> Did you just say we talk weird? Like, you know, I really, I really wish it was the first time I'd been called weird and I could be offended, but unfortunately, yeah, I can't either. Uh, you know, but, but, no. yeah, but I mean, it sounds like you were, you were really able to just be you, and and like, like Matt was saying, that wasn't the, that wasn't the whole experience. You know, not the mental health side. That wasn't the whole experience. It was a social setting that just happened to be in this community, and I just, I. I think that's such an awesome thing. Yeah, no, I I did enjoy it, and it's cool to hear um, some positive stuff back from the video because, Gore, that felt weird. That was like the first time, <laughs> like kind of recording stuff out in 
um, like just general kind of public areas. And it did feel a bit weird a couple of times, but it was kind of cool, like just because something big for me was going on. So you've got stuff to sort of talk about, but it was nice to kind of document it because I think it is something that I would um, like I'd look back on, like some of the cool stuff that I saw and that I was thinking and like some of the like the challenges that were there over that time as well. So it was definitely a cool thing to do. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, on my end, there's not really anything going on. I've started this new job, and I've kind of, uh, I've kind of had to back burner everything else for the last couple of weeks and kind of focus on that. And I put out a tweet the other day that um, I was a little bit irritated because I knew in the back of my mind that I had a podcast ready to launch. I just had to do a couple little more edits to it, and I was ready to go. I came in. <clears throat> And uh, for whatever reason, I it, it the file was corrupted. I couldn't access it again. And I was like, ah! and, you, know, I, you know, it's been three weeks, three or four weeks. I don't even remember what I said. So I've got that to redo. And then this cold came on, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to record right now, you know. So, but um, yeah, I got some some you know topics coming up or subtopics coming up that I'm hoping will be interesting and. And, um, you know, I kind of miss the community when I'm not around it and, and when I don't engage. So um, I think it, I think the next couple months will be good as I kind of get my my timing back and can, you know, set aside a couple hours a week just to concentrate on this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and that and that comes back to the whole routine thing. You know, you know, before you were working, you had things you could do maybe. And now that, you know, you're working, of course, that kind of, you know, cuts into all of your time because you have to schedule everything around your work. So I get it, man. I get it. But um, I guess for me, and I'll close this out, is um, I'm working on actually I'm I'm putting together. I've spent the last few weeks putting together um, content for a new ebook, which I'm going to put on as a free download on my site. Um, it's going to be a part, um, you know, going through the five stages of grief for survivors and it's going to be coming out like a couple weeks before Christmas. Um, so I've been really concentrating on that. You know, it'll be a downloadable resource for free. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling my way around this whole writing a book thing, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's going to be, um, you know, obviously coming from the point of survivors, but hopefully everybody can, can, you know, kind of relate to it in different ways with, you know, grief when it comes to, uh, you know, abuse or relationships or self-harm or whatever. So I'm kind of, I'm spending a lot of time doing that, which is cutting into my writing time, but I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to work out. So I'm probably about 50% done with it. So I'm, I'm going to put that out on my site as a download. And then in next summer, I'll be actually having my first real book book, like a real book that will be out. Um, that's going to have survivor stories and my story and all kinds of stuff in it. So I'm going to be keeping myself busy for the next eight months or that's so awesome. while I get everything ready to go. But yeah, I'm yeah. excited, though. That's great. That's great, man. I mean, you know, I've been noticing a lot of your, you know, because you're kind of, you're, when it comes to your site and when it comes to content and things like that, you've really upped the ante over the last few months. I'm like, wow, this is really getting cool. So. Um, yeah, because you're going to reach people, man. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You're going to reach people. Yeah, it is. I mean, the same thing with Mike because he's interviewed practically half the world. Like, I know he know, has. Mike's like every. I'm like, I'm like, Mike has a guest host on like every week, and I'm like, man, dude, like keep going, dude. It's great. 
I got my first one on Friday. I think my first person contacted me through the website, which was pretty cool. So I'm hoping to organise something with them. Like it's most people have come through Twitter, which is which is good because it's mainly where I am. Um, but it's cool that someone's actually visited the site and it's not really related to Twitter. So that's been pretty cool. So I'm hoping to get them on in January. Um, and they're from Canada, so that'll hit um, another demographic for me. Excellent. That's Excellent, awesome. man. That's awesome. <laughs> well, why don't we go around and uh, just remind everyone where we're at and where we can be found? Cool. Go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, sure. well, yeah, you're <laughs> first. This is, this is why I don't suggest anything to you guys. Um, well, my site is audiorising.com. You can reach me on Twitter at um, WESA1966. And um, I deal with everything that I can possibly think of when it comes to um, uh, mental health issues, emotional issues, uh, substance abuse, substance recovery, um, and just, you know, look forward to, to interacting with people. I'm like Mike, mostly uh, mostly on Twitter. But, um, uh, yeah, just, um, just another voice out there that um, is lending itself to to being heard and, and to hearing what other people have to say on this subject. So, that's me. So, jump in and go second. <laughs> yeah. <Go> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, the same, really. We're all, I think, quite a lot based uh, on Twitter, which is nice because it is the best platform. Um, so you can find me at Mike underscore Douglas underscore or if you just want the information for things like the podcast and the blog and not all the other crap that I talk about um, <laughs> I love you your selfies go... man they're great oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah don't forget hashtag bath bum battles I've created that so if, you, if you've got long hair and you put it in a bum when you get in the bath make sure you tag yourself in as a hashtag bath bum battle I love those those are awesome <laughs> I've actually got to the stage where I've got enough people in that group now that I can't tag them all in a tweet, so it's getting popular, which is good. Um, so yeah, the blog and the podcast are even at uh, open underscore journal underscore, um, and I'm also blogging now for uh, Daily Focal, so it's not necessarily all mental health focused, um, but you can check uh, Daily Focal out at dailyfocal.com um, for a range of different articles uh, and news topics and this week I've also become a time to change champion so I'm going to be trying to post a few more bits from time to change as well uh, and as previously all of my information uh, and stuff is available on the website which is mikesopenjournal.com awesome yep and I will wrap this up here on my side I am Matt and of course uh, my, my blog is survivingmypast.net and um, I do blog and podcasts, and um, I dabble in the YouTube market as well, so to speak. Um, but yeah, my blog is about uh, surviving childhood sexual abuse and narcissistic abuse and bullying, so a lot of my content is around that. Um, same with the podcast. Um, it's all about my life with dissociation, anxiety, PTSD, um, really just trying to raise awareness and inspire people to know that they are not alone and that they can reach out for help. And um so yeah, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I am mostly. Like these guys, I'm in, I'm just uh, at surviving my past, and um, I'm also on Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Also at surviving my past. So hit me up, give me a follow. 
Um, you know, if you want to be a guest blogger, just, you know, use the contact form of my site and let's share your story. Good stuff, guys. Yeah, right on, man. It was good stuff, guys. Awesome, awesome. Great. Are we done? I guess, right? Because we don't have, like, an official ending, so we just kind of say we're done and then, like, we're done. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Surviving My Podcast, presented by survivingmypast.net, therapy blog about living with dissociation, anxiety, and PTSD as a result of childhood sexual abuse and narcissistic abuse and bullying. My opinions are my own, and my stories are my own thoughts and my life as I live it today. I am not a medical doctor or a medical professional or a mental health professional or doctor. I'm just a regular guy trying to share my experiences in life and helping to inspire others. You can contact me anytime by emailing me at matt at survivingmypast.net, or you can hit me up on Twitter at survivingmypast or on Facebook.com slash survivingmypast. See you soon.